All right, uh, everybody, uh, we're about to hop into the Star Wars and Beyond segment where we, as a podcast... Galaxy far, far away. Uh, <laughs> we're setting sail. Where we, as a podcast, are um, exploring a galaxy far, far away where um, we uh, enjoy the adventures of the Mandalorian and the child, a.k.a. Baby Yoda. Um, and we're really excited to dive in. Um, me and Andrew are more, uh, much higher on the Star Wars uh, nerd meter uh, than Jay, um, and uh, he actually had not watched the show until this week, and thankfully he caught up just in time. Speaking was- of speaking of crazy universes, we're now living in a universe where Jay binged the entire season of the Latin, 10 episodes in, a, in like a day, a day and a half. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird world. Of- yeah. Man, like, look, shows y'all how dedicated I am to this podcast, bro. I would, it, it, there's not a chance in the world I would have watched. I mean, I probably would have watched the show, but you know, the way I watched it, the way I, I had a notebook out, I, I was excited. I was ready to take this on, and that's that's what it was for me. It was an undertaking. It was, a, <laughs> it was, a, it was a, a task. It was a tall order. You know, I, I don't be just like watching TV shows, um, but you know. That's it. The Mandalorian inspired, bro. And and yeah, like, I, I'm I've enjoyed it honestly. Like, like, incredible execution on this show. But but yeah, you you're you're still correct. Like, I'm I'm not like it's it's got a lot of the same, you know, sci-fi action stuff that like that I that I, I'm just like not turned on by. You know, it's got some corny dialogue. It's got the dire situations where there's no way they would have survived, and you know, like. The, the cynic and <laughs> the cynic in me and and non non uh how do i put this well you you get what i'm saying it's just uh yeah I, I, i'm thoroughly I, i'm really blown away by how great the show is but yeah what do y'all think so far we're we're at episode two in season in season two right now mm-hmm. well i'm always i'm always excited to see a not like a non star wars like fans reaction um to the stories because like because i think ben and i often like we have kind of these blinders up where we're just so focused on like i mean i was watching it last um last weekend um with my girlfriend who is a who is a star wars fan um but like there like there are certain things where i'm like Oh my God! Is that is that R five from Episode four? Like, oh my gosh, that's that's Boba Fett's arm. It's like, oh my gosh, that's that's the actor who played who played Boba Fett. It's like, oh, it's like, oh my gosh, this little oh this little Easter egg, the per, the crate dragon pearl. Like, I'm I am losing my mind over like this little tiny minutia, and so it's always exciting to hear people say like, or non like initiated like non just non crazy people like you're a, you're a normal human being. You're not, and just say like, man, this show like pretty fucking dope like this this show just like it slaps um <laughs> and, and i think last week's episode especially reminded me uh, of just like i think this is the first time in, in his in the history of like any television that i've watched where like maybe game of thrones approached this where the production value is so high 
it is <laughs> stupid high. And and it's and it and like there are times where you watch television and it's like, oh, this is definitely a TV show. Like <laughs> like that like that looks fake as as all get out like or like or so, or something happens where it's like a big budget moment doesn't happen the way it would because it's a TV show and we don't have the budget for that. Not in Star Wars, not in the Mandalorian. Like suddenly you're seeing you're seeing stupid levels of money like movie production levels of money applied to uh a small little like narrative in a tv show um and it and it's mind-blowing at times like star wars fan or not where it's just it's um like i think i mean you waited for game of thrones you waited four or five seasons to like see dragons and we're in episode nine of the mandalorian and it's like dragons starship space like i mean any like anything and everything is on the table and it and it is um yeah it blows any other television show that's like trying to do sci-fi or like that's trying to do like high production diet like it's it's groundbreaking i think just from like a technical aspect like story-wise jay i kind of agree with you there are some there are a lot of things like it's it's very like We've seen this story before, or we've seen shades of this story before. Ben, you and I, we talked about, you know, there's the Magnificent Seven episode where it's like they help a town, like defend itself from bandits. Like we've seen that story before. It's not, it's not a totally, it's not a, it's not a new story, but the way it's told and the way it's produced is incredible. And and not enough, cannot, you cannot stress enough and cannot understate uh, or overstate, I mean, yeah just how bonkers yeah you put it perfectly man like that that's the thing that's blowing me away the most it's like i'm watching this show and i'm like how can they even do this like how 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 am i even watching this whole show is this long is this many episodes is this this i I don't know it's incredible the effects they put in here like all the cool science fiction stuff that i mean Star Wars is so great at, you know, universe building and um, creating these different, these different species and these different cultures. And they've, they've just killed it on, on, on all of that in this show, man. It's, um, it's really dope. It's really dope. Like, yeah, we should, we could spend a whole pod, like (laughs) just going over different moments and how, how incredible the effects were, how, how just, I don't know, man. They're killing it. They're killing it. I was shocked at how how high production it was. It was it's better than the Star Wars movies, if not just if it's, if not like right there, it's literally better than the Star Wars. Unprompted. <laughs> Unprompted. <laughs> oh my bad. Was that, was that blasphemy? <laughs> <laughs> not to me. It's not. <laughs> uh. So let's let's do like a quick overview of like your your favorite parts of like the first two episodes of season two so the first uh episode is called the marshal and it kind of opens up where like mando is you know going to this like fight club or whatever and then he you know goes like full batman on this dude just to get like the information yeah <laughs> that was pretty epic he's a um, savage man yeah hot start uh, give me not, the information and i'll promise not to kill it it's like i'll promise to let you live yeah it's like in the Batman Begins where he's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you. And then he just like glides away with his wings. Oh, yeah. 
um anyway um yeah. well, that was awesome and uh when uh he, he goes to tatooine to, to to find uh this mandalorian informant or whatever and andrew try, try to try to contain yourself what, what did you think when you saw the boba fett armor were you were you like so uh so i watched it like a day i watched the episode a day late so i had already seen I had already seen Timothy Oliphant in the armor, um, and this is and this is super geek moment here. Um, a lot of fans probably like expecting like you're you're either expecting like the real Boba, and we knew that Tamura Morrison, who appears later in the episode at the very at the close of the episode, we knew that he had been cast uh, and presumably as Boba Fett because he plays Tamura Morrison played Jango Fett. And Boba Fett is a clone of Jango Fett. Like, we, we assumed that much. Uh, Timothy Oliphant had been cast, and it wasn't altogether clear what role he was going to play. Um, but yeah, when, when he rolls up in the Boba Fett armor uh, and then immediately takes it off, and you see this tension sort of shift where Mando is prepared to meet another Mandalorian, and the helmet comes off, and he immediately knows... And, and we can, and we come from a moment where he goes into a situation and the guy he's meeting with is like, I'm going to peel that armor off of you. Like, I want your best car. Like, give it to me. And it is very obviously, like, he meets with this guy who has obviously killed other Mandalorians. Like, this, this gangster that he captures has obviously killed other members of his, like, clan, other members of his people. And he leaves that situation and arrives at a place where a guy, an interloper, is wearing Mandalorian armor, but is very clearly not Mandalorian. And there's this sudden, like, dude, I've gone through too much, and you're wearing, like, like take it off. And, and just the tension there, uh, super nerd Star Wars fan, I knew that it was not Boba Fett leading up to that moment. There is, like, expanded universe. And this is actually a cool moment for, like, super nerdy Star Wars fans where a character who appears in Cobb Vanth who turns out to be the Marshal, which is the title of this episode, is a is a character who's appeared in like previous like uh, novels and like comic books, and it was a cool moment I think for some of those fans to see, because sometimes you get, I mean, Ben, you know, you sometimes you get you have comic book characters or 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 maybe television show characters like Daredevil or whatnot who then graduate or like get their opportunity to show up like in on the big time, like in the big state, like, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, this is this one side character that like has never appeared. Uh, so that was a great moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, and it, and it, and it perfectly epitomized that like Western-ness, like th this was the ultimate, like probably the ultimate Western episode based on like it's on Tatooine, You've got two guys I was watching with, with Lacey and I was like, why are their boots jangling? Like they don't have spurs. Like, but, <laughs> but like, Bo, like Mando walks in and you hear like the clink of jingle, like either jingle. his armor or like his boots. I'm like, he's not wearing spurs. Like he's not, he's not riding horses, but like you still have that like, uh, and then yeah. And then Timothy Oliphant's Cobb Vanth comes in and it's like two shots of Spotchka. And like, I immediately was like, I want to drink like Spotchka in the store. Like I immediately was like, <laughs> I want to be in this bar. Like it's like I wanna uh, be there. Yeah. yeah. I saw some people like had already 
like dressed up in Halloween, like dressed up as Boba Fett, and they had like jugs of like blue liqueur. Uh, <laughs> it was like just enjoying a couple of shots of spotchka, like, and it immediately the fandom had glommed onto it. Um, yeah. Uh, also, like anything that Timothy Oliphant is in is great. Uh, I'll stop there. Any any of y'all's reactions to kind of that whole development in the, in the story or uh, the episode of the whole having another. I mean, uh, not necessarily a Mandalorian, but... Uh, Another person in Mando armor. Yeah, basically. yeah. I was, at first I thought, like, are they about to, like, brawl over this armor? Like, I totally, like, the fan in me kind of wanted me to see, like, a clash of these two Mandalorians just to, like, just, you know, decide who gets the armor. But what we got was, you know, a, uh, like, a story of, like, saving a town, teaming up with, like, it, it, the Star Wars equivalent of an indigenous people to take on, you know, this... Uh, this giant creature that's been, you know, terrorizing them. Um, and that, the way that he, he kills the dragon is just so cool. And, and, you know, the, it's, we, I mean, we know there's eight more episodes of this thing or like seven more episodes. We know he's, he's not, but in the moment it looked like, Oh, like maybe they're just going to follow the child and the marshal now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, my, my question to you guys, like he, he's obviously sent there because of the Mandalorian informant. Um, but do you think like that he's going to meet up with Boba Fett and find out from Boba, like, hey, the child needs to be with Jedi, and I know about Jedi. I've seen Jedi in my, you know, I've seen Jedi before. Like, I can help you figure that out. Do you think that's going to be like the, the how they connect? Or I got a quick question. Uh, I thought Boba Fett. Okay, so like maybe I'm getting the story, the timeline wrong here. But okay, so Yoda is is in his childhood. Is he's a baby, but he's fifty years old. But in the movies, he's old, old. He's like like since like hundreds of years old, right? We yeah. call Would him it, baby Yoda, why? but like that's just it's another one of Yoda's species. Um, uh, so they call him the child in the show, um, but we just call right. him baby Yoda. They so haven't actually yeah. indicated that that's Yoda, I guess. So yeah. I've been sitting here watching it thinking like, I've heard baby Yoda so many times. I'm <laughs> yeah. sitting here watching I'm like, oh, this is a Yoda story. This is a story about Yoda's beginning. Yeah, that's primarily because um, we don't know what Yoda is. Like there's not really a name for his alien race. Um, so, and, and Yoda is the only other character. We There's Yoda and there's also Yoda, which is another. But we've only seen like two people that like that are Yoda's like species or like or that type of alien. And so we get this new alien and it's like, well, we don't like we don't like is it a weak way? Is it a Wookiee? Is it a is it a John? It's not a, it's not any of these things, so we just call it baby Yoda. Um, oh okay. Um to I mean I, I definitely think the way Boba Fett was introduced at the end of that episode, he is not he is an antagonist. Um, he is not um, one, so so Mando is looking for other Mandalorians to help him like find and kind of connect with uh, with either Jedi or someone that knows and can find a way to get Baby Yoda back to either his people or back to people who know about the Force. Essentially, um, Mando one. Uh, it's it's fairly established that he's not necessarily not technically or fully Mandalorian. Like he wears the Mandalorian armor, but it's not entirely clear if he operates under like the same like Din Djarin, Pedro Pascal. Like obviously, 
ha- I mean, it operates under a code. Like he has it. There's a sort of warrior code that he adheres to. That like it, it's or the creed, as they call it. Like it's not Man- Mandalorians isn't isn't a people. It's a creed, or you know, like anyone can be a Mandalorian if they observe like these kind of re- almost like religious practices um, or cultural practices, as opposed to like and Boba Fett. It's not entirely clear if he operates under any of those creeds. I think yeah, he just Boba has the Fett, armor, and I don't know. Boba if Fett be... has the armor, but I think you're very clearly going to see someone who like they operate under no rules. Their their rule is survive. Their rule is kill or be killed. Survive um, and be a bounty hunter. Yeah, whatever. and okay. two, Boba Fett. It's been it's been kind of from like his time in the prequel sequel as well as like under in clone wars and the animated show like he um he very much like given the opportunity he's gonna kill a jedi um before he ever like Mm. like he might know like he might reckon like if seeing a small baby yoda he might recognize that as like or like seeing someone use the force he would automatically recognize that as like oh this is some jedi shit um do you think but like I, he might be like stop, like what if he's like following them to like to a Jedi just to kill? I don't know. Maybe yeah, potentially like. But I do not. I think we're gonna see more of of Timur Morrison, Boba Fett. Uh, but I don't think. I don't think it. They're gonna be. He's gonna be a not friend but foe uh, when it comes time to also like Boba Fett. Currently, I mean Man- Mando Din Djarin currently has his armor. So he's going to be pursuing him, one, to get his armor back. Mm. Um, and two, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's going to be. I also saw a rumor um, on the internet earlier today, so take this with a grain of salt, that there may be a Boba Fett miniseries in production or about to hop into production. So yeah, that also that has some applications for this character. Um, but I think in the context of this story, I think he is definitely... Like, in the introduction as well, like, you see this dark, cloaked figure, like, obviously, like, strapped up with weapons. He has, like, a Tusken Raider spear and, like, a rifle. Like, he turns around and he, I mean, he just doesn't look like a nice dude. Does (laughs) not look like, you do not want to meet this guy in an alleyway. Like, it looks like his soul has died and been ripped out of his body. And he's a ghost haunting, haunting Tatooine, like, hunting people, like, He's he's not around to help. Uh, he's around to be like a I think a Terminator esque kind of antagonist of like oh shit like Boba Fett is hunting you. Um, that that that's that's my. It makes more sense um, now because I feel like the the way that they carry themselves now that you mention it is is pretty different. Whereas like Mandalorian is very like uh, uh, like on his code and he's very devout. Where it, you, and you see like Boba Fett's like screw that i just want to collect the money after i can yeah <laughs> so well and it'll be interesting and we got a little bit um if we want to get into episode two yeah like it's because uh, we we got we started out with like mando is kind of in this weird position where like he leaves that one guy to die he strings him up in the first episode and lets those like monster creatures <clears throat> eat him um like he is merciless but he's also in these positions, he's constantly put in these positions where he's like, I got to protect this frog lady and her eggs. 
Like I gotta, I gotta protect this child. Like I'm a single dad now. I gotta protect <laughs> this child. Like he gets apprehended by by uh, the new Republican X-wings, and it's like, damn. Like, do I run? Do I like come clean? Do I like what? And so he's always in this 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 tug of war between like, yeah, I'm technically a criminal, I guess, but I have a child to take care of. Like what? <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's like it doesn't bother me, but it's a little. I I I definitely sense that as well, and and I don't know. I, I almost wish the show was a little more cohesive because he kills people savagely, like a lot, <laughs> and 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 then a kid comes along with magic powers, and now it's like, <laughs> and now that's like my life's purpose. I don't know. It's a little. Um, I, I'm sure, and I'm sure they're gonna tie. I'm sure they're gonna like do some crazy shit they're gonna mess my head up and they're gonna like i'm sure they're gonna you know turn mando into this great character whatever whatever um but yeah like that that's that strikes me too how what? um like the, the yeah, mm-hmm. Go ahead. yeah i'm really yeah sorry continue ben well it kind of made me think of like one of my favorite scenes so far in the show it's just really short right before they do the intro in the second episode where they get jumped you know, after their, like, bike or whatever, like, hits snag, mm-hmm. and all these dudes, like, just, like, a converge Could on them. Converge on them, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the little guy that has Baby Yoda, or, like, hostage, uh, like, they trade, like, the jetpack for it, and then, like, he carries, <laughs> the jetpack, like, carries the little guy, like, up in the air, yeah. and he drops him, and, like, just little things like that. I just, that's what, the rest of the area episode is kind of, like, scary, and there's a lot of, like, a bunch of, like, you know, creepy crawlies everywhere but like that was probably like, my favorite little hmm. yeah yeah that was good um I, I i get what you mean jay when it's like extreme violence like caring father um well, that's the thing and now. but i i, I think he's, he's, i think sorry. you go ahead go ahead i was gonna okay, say yeah. like i i get it if you if if he's attached to the to the kid because he was a foundling but he mm-hmm. also saw like he was also a victim of, of savage violence, but like he has no problem in getting, you know, he has no problem just like doing the same thing that he was a victim of. But I don't know, you know what I mean? Like Jay, it's, it's, Jay it's a weird in, paradox. <laughs> Jay coming in hot with the like cycle of violence, violence begets violence. Here. <laughs> like, come on, put down your weapons, guys. Um, yeah. No, I, 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 I get that. Um, and you, I think, I think you're gonna probably have more opportunities for, um, for like essentially like the tr- it's kind of a trope of like this hardened criminal, like extremely violent person, like gets a soft heart because like there's a there's a cute little child that's like I need you to protect me, but like be nice to people too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think and it was interesting to see that in episode two in this most recent episode where you kind of have. Like you have this frog lady who's trying to protect her eggs, and you have Mando who's trying to protect this found, like, trying to protect the child. And so it's almost like it's like we're both single parents here. Like we're both just trying to we're just trying to get by. Like all these spider creatures are trying to eat us. Like we're just like, uh, and it was this hilarious I- interaction just to see to see them in these situations. Um, and in a situation where, like, I got to protect you from the spider monsters. I also need to protect your eggs from 
baby Yoder, he's going to eat all of your like offspring um, and, awesome. your whole, yeah. and your whole line, your whole line of like your entire genetic line is going to die with you because baby Yoda can't stop eating. Um, that, that last one, situation. that last one where he like looks at her as she like, like holds on to her eggs tighter and then he like and he pulls turned. the other one. <laughs> so, gosh, so savage. Uh, uh, yeah, I think this this episode does like a good job of you know how worse could it get? Like what 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 can possibly go wrong? Like we you know we crash landed on this ice planet. Oh, like all these spiders are attacking us. Oh, there's a giant spider that's like they it just it is keep leveling up, leveling up the intensity. It was it was good. Yeah, I love the situations they they put them in. Like it really was a it really is a conundrum when you, when you got like. <laughs> The whole species on the line and now you're on this frozen planet like i really liked all the situations they put them in i mean that that said though i i i kind of wish i i feel like this was one of my least favorite episodes because i love the characters that they put around mandalorian in a lot of the other episodes mm-hmm. um and i feel like the frog woman i mean like her story's crazy but she's like not as not as much of a personality as um, yeah as a lot of the other characters in the show you know? so it's kind of yeah. funny how they wired her up to that robot and she started yeah yeah <laughs> well and i think i uh ben we we talked maybe on like a, a star wars specific pod like a full deep dive um like i that's one of the things like it is like all of these characters like he goes into the cantina and uh his mechanic friend is playing like is playing Sabak with Dr. Mandible, like this, this huge ant creature. And like you're you're having you're having like everyday interactions with like these most the most outlandish alien creatures. Uh I loved it when the frog lady immediately started like leapfrogging like around. Like she went from she went from like I am a human that looks like a frog to like no 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 I am a frog. Like I am, I am literally like a large frog, like pop, like leapfrogging around. Uh, I, I am a, and this maybe is my like, is my immense Star Wars nerdiness. But I love it when they add in like Baby Yoda as is a pup, like being a puppet, is like is an entire character in and of itself that I think has. Like Mando is interesting as a character, but Baby Yoda is really, I think, what has has launched this show into the stratosphere of just like everyone is obsessed with it. Um, Without and not, not not saying everyone's going to be like Frog Lady, Frog Lady, like we're all upset. Um, <laughs> Hashtag Frog Lady. But but I love those interactions where it's like it's very it's practical effects. Like that is a person in a frog suit like acting out and like every it's. It's again the technical production that comes into play. I am, I am a proud member of like make puppets, like put puppets in everything. Um, <laughs> I am in the camp of like make everything a puppet, like make not not make everything, but like add in like creatures that are like practical effects or like you know you need four people to operate this like. Um, That's so interesting to me, like that you a Star Wars fan think that way because like. Mm-hmm. To me, I watch the original ones, and I see some of the I see some of the stuff they tried to do. Yeah, they had some like I mean, the designs for these species are like like a one off the chain, mm-hmm. but the execution to me, when you have a mm-hmm. guy who's like obviously in a big suit and and there's no 
there's no expression coming from it. There's no movement <laughs> coming from it. It's just like, I, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a science. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, maybe that's a disconnect. I'm just like, it's just yeah. not for me. It's not for me. But to me, it's like, I've seen some of the old Star Wars, like, they had to do that back then. Like now, like now I'm sort of like, let me see some, well, the, I let think me see some computers. <laughs> then this series, in this series, you, you, you see how far they've come with, even with the puppetry, yeah. you know, like maybe That's a good point, yeah. there are times where Yoda looks like stupid real and, and it's just like, um, but I think now that I think with that frog lady, the fact that she can't like, she's not understandable. That almost adds like another level of like terror like when you're trying to explain like hey we need to run or like hey like you know grab, yeah. like, grab everything or like you know if you're in a terrifying situation with somebody that speaks your language you know that's one less thing to worry about i don't know that's just that's random thought, yeah. yeah and i i do uh, jay you mentioned earlier this kind of the the trend of like you know oh mando's in a tough spot but like we know he's gonna make it out like there's kind of a certain level of like it's like oh crap the thing I did like about this episode is he does kind of get saved by uh, the X-Wing pilots. They, like, save him at the last second. But they also, like, still just leave him. They're like, how about we just leave you and you don't be a criminal? Or it's like, it's like, how about we don't blow you out of the sky? Uh, and no. so you're still, like, you're able, it's like, all right, so we fixed this one problem. We have these 15 other problems that we also still need to fix. Um, and I was waiting, I was waiting for that moment during this episode for like, it's like, oh, baby Yoda's going to use the force and like save all of them or <laughs> like, oh, like someone's going to show, like a, a Mandalorian is going to show up and save all of them. Like something, uh, they, it was a, like a deus ex machina where like God kind of reaches down and like saves your life and plucks you out of like this. And it's a, it's a trope in a lot of stories where it's like, it's totally hopeless, but oh wait, like something swoops in at the last second and like something completely out of the blue. Um, but I kind of like how they left, like the, in, they ended this episode and they're just drifting into space, trying to uh, hopefully uh, reach the frog planet. Um, yeah. Or I wonder, I wonder if they just like, whatever planet, uh, if they just skip the part where they drop her off and if they just like go on to the next thing or if they like, start the new adventure on the frog planet. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, have a feeling uh, it's I think we've be like seen. Some... Yeah, I was going to say, I have a feeling it's going to be like something in space gets in the way and they don't even get to the frog planet until later or something or until, until like it's deep into the episode or something. But, you know, I wonder, I'm sure some people have, have mentioned this on Twitter. So I, I think we are going to get to see kind of this watery frog plant. We've seen some clips from the trailer uh, that that it appears to be like, you know, a watery environment. Um, like he's on a ship or he's on a boat somewhere. Um, so I think we are going to see, it get to see at least a little bit of that. Uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm sure some people have mentioned this on Twitter, but it's also, it's one more hilarious thing about this episode to me is that it's a very, it's a very, like, it's a very, it's serious on a certain level of, like, this is my, like, I need, like, these are, like, the last of my, like, if I don't get these back, like, I'll never have children, I'll never, like, like, this will be the end of my family line, but it's also kind of like, hey, 
Mando, I need I need an Uber for a, for like I got a hookup date like in uh, like the next planet <laughs> over. Like I need to like I need to I need to get home to my husband so he can fertilize these eggs, which like on <laughs> when you describe like <laughs> if you explain it poorly, it's like that sounds like a terrible like, like that sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea for a story. It sounds like a terrible idea for an episode. Like why are we it's like why are we talking about frog people like you know fertilizing their eggs? But it turns into like this very tense uh both tense and hilarious and like a little scary um situation that they get they get trapped in. Um but yeah. Yeah, that is pretty funny. <laughs> kind of gross when you think about it too like <laughs> Uh, yeah, this whole frog, episode frog was also baby. pretty pretty gross. Uh, baby yeah, Yoda eating one of those one of those spiders. Um, not a fan of spiders. Not about that. Uh, definitely enjoyed a lot of them getting splattered and getting incinerated. Um, and they had so many trying to crawl through the door. That was insane. That was, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Thanks. What bothers me too Isn't is the that. cold, man. Like seeing that cold planet, I'm just like, ugh. I, oh. that, that that just makes me feel just <laughs> when they're trapped mm-hmm. there in that little thing and they can't move but, the ship. It's like, bro. The, the, I want to keep. I want to see if I can look into how many like uh, sci-fi monsters have like the same type of like teeth situation where it like wraps around their you know their mouth and it like is. Because like the the uh, freaking uh, demi gorgons have that in Stranger Things. I know the uh, Arctic uh, monster in Star Trek had similar teeth situation. I feel like that's like the go to. Like what what's what's our dental uh, situation with these with these guys? Oh yeah, all, all the teeth, all the teeth in, <laughs> like, in there. Then the spiral, maybe tentacles coming out. That's the go to. What, what are we? Why are we still in this conversation? I want you to think about a normal amount of teeth for a spider to have. And I want you to give them uh, more, just more. Like, think about a normal amount, and just like, and like, triple it. Wait, like, do, do spiders have teeth? Put the teeth in there. <laughs> what are we it was almost. About? It was also frightening to me. Like spiders are are one of those creatures that one. These do not look like normal spiders. They have that like that. They, I mean, they look like space spiders. But also it was the idea of like spiders exist in like this in the snow and the ice. Like what the fuck? Like <laughs> like it, it, we we're used to like, okay, I'm like going through this forest, like there might be spot like, you know, I'm going through this like you know, this That's basement. How you know or, it's space. Like it, as opposed to like normal looking animals in a normal environment. Like that's how it's like out yeah. there. It's basically like a spider. Like if it were, I mean, and like, you kind of had it in the previous episode where it's like, wait, there's a dragon that is just like <laughs> giant, around under the, giant sand yeah. dragon, super sneaky. Um. <laughs> more, more monsters in television. Give us more oh, monsters. monsters. Give us all the monsters with similar teeth situations, like yeah. I haven't noticed. <laughs> Although the crate, the crate dragon had a pretty normal teeth situation. That, I mean, that was like a, that one was more because it's a dragon, but I mean, like other like that I'll, I'll have to put a list together but um yeah. <laughs> well uh i think that kind of wraps everything up for the beyond segment um we'll uh keep uh covering the mavs as new updates come and uh really loving getting into the mandalorian with my guys and uh i wanted to thank uh, welcome welcome <laughs> aboard jay it's great good to, to have here, you man. it's, oh, it's good to have you 
I wanted to thank uh, Binge Mode Bonnie for making this possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mando, I'm all in. Star Wars, I'm all in now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. To infinity. To infinity and beyond. Whatever they say in the, <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. That's that Toy Story. That's Toy one? Story. That is Toy Story. Cool stuff. Um, uh, but this has been Buckets and Beyond. Um, thank you for listening. Again, check us out on uh, Instagram at Buckets and Beyond and Twitter at Buckets Beyond. Check you later. Deuces. Adios.